did sit down and said, you know, this is the last day that it's, I'm doing this for me and my family. From now on, I'll be doing it for someone else. And, and, and you look around the room and say, wow, there's a lot of memories here. From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a show that features open and honest conversations with veterinary professionals. I'm your host, Dina Goldstein, Media Coordinator for TVMA. As baby boomers get older, more and more are selling their practices, and there are several options practice owners have. They can merge with another practice, sell to an employee or another veterinarian in the community, take the corporate route, or walk away. A couple years ago, Dr. Michael Joyner was faced with these options. His associates weren't interested in buying the practice, so here's what he did. I looked for someone else to buy it, and and I I had uh, various uh, networking aspects to get that person's name, and they came by, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. So then he turned to the corporate route. About half a dozen corporations reviewed his practice, and four were interested. Then it was time to negotiate the details. You have to be patient because you're dealing with a lot of uh, individuals at the corporation and then they have to talk to your accountants and things of that nature. And so it's something that you would like to say handshake and you have it done in one day. It's going to take much longer, a couple months, for you to negotiate that process. When the day came to sign the contract, the reality of it all hit him. Did sit down and said, you know, this is the last day that it's, I'm doing this for me and my family. From now on, I'll be doing it for someone else. And, and, and you look around the room and say, wow, there's a lot of memories here. And there is, uh, good and bad. And so, but you know, and by the end of the day, you said, well, but that's what I decided. And I still feel good with it. And I still could have got out of it by that day. But I, I, I said, at the end of the day, I said, yeah, this is still what I want to do. Eventually, the deal was done, and he sold his practice. It still has my name, and most people recognize it by the name of the clinic, and they didn't change any of those things, even though the corporation owns it. But for Dr. Joyner, like many other practice owners, it just wasn't an easy thing to do. Most of us, it's, it's our, we'll call it our baby. I would say that I wish I uh, would know uh, all the emotions that would go through the very ending uh, when, when you sign the final deal, but uh, that's hard to prepare anybody for. And then, you know, once you sell it, it's not yours anymore, so then that's, a, that's probably the hardest to, uh, emotion because you don't have any control over it anymore. So nothing could have really prepared him emotionally, but he was prepared in every other way. A couple of years before the sale, he had a third party evaluate his practice, and he spruced up the clinic a bit. He advises potential sellers like himself to always talk it over with your associates if they're you know interested, and then tell them you said when I negotiate this contract with somebody new, I'm going to try to negotiate it so that my staff and my doctors, you have a good deal on this, and include them in it. not necessarily how much you're selling it for and things, but but include them in that I'm looking out for you because I want the best for you because you're you know, most veterinarians feel like that you know they're they're part of their family. Given all of the moving parts and all of the people who are affected, he advises other practice owners who are looking to sell to make sure that this is their final decision. 
you got to say to yourself, I can walk away from this. It, it, you know, everything is complete now. I've done what I want to do. And if you can say that to yourself and know that, you know, no, go back, oh, if I would have done this or done this, you have to say, I've done all the things I feel comfortable with. And what he walked away from was a practice that he bought 35 years ago. At that time, he was a recent graduate and an associate. And I, and I moved into a satellite clinic uh, of a veterinarian. And basically he said, well, I'm going to shut this place down or let you run it. So I, I got the option of running it. I did well for him. And the gentleman said, why don't you buy it? And, and I would be like the new graduates. I was pretty scared because I had about three pennies in my pocket is about all I had. <laughs> and some student debt also. And so it was a scary thing to divide the practice, but I think what happened was the, the doctor, and just like myself, that he had confidence in me, said, you can do this. The encouragement and mentorship from that veterinarian was invaluable, which is why Dr. Joyner wants to pass on this knowledge to others. He enjoys teaching best business practices to young veterinarians. A lot of what he teaches, he had to learn the hard way. We're in the School of Hard Knocks is, is, is a teaching school, but it's a little costly sometimes. And if these are some things you could do better, I would love to do that for veterinarians to teach them. I mean, unfortunately, uh, our, our practice is the practice of medicine, but it's also a business. Mm -hmm. And we do have to make a profit in order to pay our staff and, and pay ourselves and, and take care of our families. And so a lot of folks need to understand how they could do that better. Simpler right now, he is teaching a few people on an individual basis, but he plans on growing his student body. As for advice for new graduates looking to buy a practice, Dr. Joyner says it's best to visit the clinic, even volunteer for the day, and check out the work culture. You can change the culture of a practice, but it takes a while. And if it's if the culture of that practice is not how you like to practice, then it's probably not a good fit. But if it's close, you can make minor adjustments. And improve it. We can always improve. Anyone can improve everything that you've ever, you know. It's part of the uh, idea of always continually improving something. And so the new graduates, I would, if I was going to buy a practice, I would definitely spend some time there looking at it and make sure it's the kind of practice that I want to practice in the future, the kind of medicine I want to do. The culture is part of it. The other and major aspect is financial. Most recent graduates face mounting student loan debt, so money can be a roadblock. But there's no one-size-fits-all to buying a practice. And there are some veterinarians that are um, creative in saying, okay, you can buy in, lots of other ways um, besides buying 100%, or, or you can buy just the practice and not buy the building, but have the option to buy the building and the equipment. You lease it like you would lease a car for a while, but there, but you'd have the first option or first right of refusal, as they call it, mm -hmm. um, to buy the building and land at some point, and that may be an easier step for you to get into uh, the, the business uh, of veterinary medicine because you, you won't have the both the land and the building. That was Dr. Michael Joyner talking about what it was like selling his practice. Dr. Joyner is a past TVMA president. And now that he's sold his clinic, he's practicing as a relief veterinarian in Colleen, Texas. On the next episode of Veterinary Vitals, I bring on Elizabeth Choate, TBMA's general counsel, to discuss the legalities of CBD products for pets.
any product that I'm going to discuss with you is a product that contains less than 0.3% of THC because at the end of the day, anything else is a Schedule One controlled substance. It's illegal. The question is, can veterinarians legally use and sell CBD products to clients? You'll find out from Elizabeth on the next episode of Veterinary Vitals. For now, please subscribe to the podcast and write a review. That's how more veterinary professionals will find out about the show. Thank you for tuning in to Veterinary Vitals. I'm your host, Dina Goldstein from TVMA. TVMA.